welcome into another edition of the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, a show all about college football where the conversations are lively, the topics irreverent, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. I am Madison, and I'm joined as always by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you? Doing great. Uh, it, I don't know about you, but taking a couple weeks off of football, I'd say, has been a little bit refreshing. And, and with National Signing Day obviously being today, it's been great Early to get Christmas. back on the horse. Yeah. Early Christmas, if you are a big college football fan. Uh, what are you talking about a couple weeks off? Were you not tuned in to Army-Navy last weekend? I actually did. I always watch that game. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't on top of it like I, I guess I could say I normally am. But it was a it was a good game. I, I actually enjoy watching that game every year. Great environment. Just the pageantry involved is is phenomenal. Well, we took last week off. That's not really by design, but it's a crazy time of the year here in the Browder household, and we're getting ready to do some fun stuff for y'all, trying to figure out our off-season content. So go ahead and make sure you're subscribed if you're not. We're going to have some uh, guests come on. We're going to have some fun little games and things of that nature to play as we bide our time until the next season. I'm already looking forward to the next season, Pierce, but uh, we got a big, long bowl season ahead of us. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to look that far ahead just because this is the time of adding players but also losing players. Right. Um, so there are some question marks there, but I have no doubt that uh, you know the top teams will stay the top teams. Um so looking forward to that. We'll cover signing day in February after the official national signing day. But some uh, we were just talking before the podcast started, some interesting stuff already happening. Uh, but it looks like the top dogs are going to stay the top dogs uh, as far as recruiting goes. So should be interesting to see who finishes at number one, though. Clemson remains firmly in the lead as of right now. All right, Pierce, let's get to it. Let's recap championship week. Like I said, happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, we just didn't have anything for you last week. But hey. These teams uh, were playing for some playoff spots, and we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't talk about it. The first one, Pierce, was on Friday night. The Utah Utes and the Oregon Ducks in a little bit of a rematch. This was the Pac-12's best shot at getting somebody in if uh, Utah were to win, and that is not what happened. In a little bit of a revenge spot, the Oregon Ducks take down Utah 37-15. to uh, Verdell looked pretty good, as did Herbert. What were your thoughts here? Yeah, this game was very uh, eye-opening, I guess you could say. It was more of Oregon just coming out and playing with their tails on fire. Um, Huntley was a little bit rattled, and I think there was the sequence of events kind of threw him off. Uh, but you got to give props to the defense from Oregon. Their safety, I'm, I'm going blank on his name right now, but that they had a, Oregon had a safety that just absolutely ruined everything. I'll uh, I'll fight Breeze, um, Brady Breeze. He was phenomenal. I think he won MVP of that game. Uh, but when you, when you have a guy like Verdell, who may not even be the starter um, every from game to game, go for two hundred plus yards. Um, I was very impressed with Zach Moss. He kept Utah single handedly in the game, and I was impressed with Huntley. Just he was behind the eight ball. He was just behind the chains, and, and for the most part in this game, and it made things a lot things a lot tougher for a quarterback that likes to use his legs and get out and play when you have a defense that's playing with their safeties just coming up in the box every time um, against Utah. So you could kind of sense it. It was coming early on, but uh, it was a, it was a fun one to watch. Absolutely. Uh, To your point, Huntley had a couple of interceptions, which uh, since you, or sorry, since Oregon came out to such a rousing start, 
Utah just wasn't able to keep up uh, despite a third quarter surge. So uh, defensive Oregon getting it done, and it keeps the Pac-12 out of the playoffs, though, if you're keeping track of that kind of thing at home. The Saturday morning matchup, Pierce, was the number one Ohio State Buckeyes and the number eight Wisconsin Badgers, another rematch. Pierce, this is one of the ones that we thought could potentially be a blowout, and it wasn't quite a blowout. Wisconsin put up a better fight this time around, but Ohio State continues to get it done behind the uh, Justin Fields, the Heisman finalist Justin Fields, and uh, J.K. Dobbins on uh, on offense. What were your thoughts here with this game? I know you don't love to speak he who shall not be named's name, but you got to kind of you got to kind of give him props. I was thrown off a little bit. I thought you were talking about Baylor Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, this I, I Wisconsin came out with a phenomenal game plan in this. Uh, they they got back to their roots. They didn't try to press the ball downfield all too often. They took their shots when when it was there um, and in the right scenarios. But they ran the ball early and often with with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he had he had a phenomenal game, you know, averaging 7.4, 148 yards, scoring on the ground. I thought Jack Cohn looked great. It was just one of those games where uh, Wisconsin scored so quickly, it felt like. You just were giving Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins too much time, and that offense is too talented. You just know they're going to come back. And, and Ohio State's defense is top-notch. You know they're going to figure out a way to, to turn it around defensively. They don't go many – they don't re- usually go a full half without struggling – let alone a game. So you you knew when it was that type of up and up and down type of game, it was gonna lend itself to Ohio State or you know put the ball in their hands, and that's always a scary thing when you have uh, two two of the best athletes in the nation in Dobbins and Fields. Absolutely, a one-two punch there for the Ohio State Buckeyes should be fun to watch them in the playoffs. Well, the Big Ten championship game must might not have been a blowout but the ACC championship game sure was 62 to 17 the number three Clemson Tigers take down the number 23 Virginia Cavaliers I mean everybody saw the writing on the wall but wow 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 that is quite a score for a championship game and just continues to show you Pierce how crazy big the gap is in the ACC between Clemson and everybody else yeah you know it's funny I I, I was watching this game and just thinking to myself well, Lawrence and ETN are are not really cr- going off like they you would expect them to, but they're quiet about it. ETN is a little more flashy. Lawrence just seems like eh, just like another game. Let's toss to the side. He went for three hundred plus yards passing in this game. That's I mean, what more could you ask for? And you have ETN, who's one of the more slippery backs. He's tough to tackle. He's very fast, very quick. Once he hits that hole, he is going top speed. Um, you know, I, I, I won't say I'm surprised by this score, but at the end of the day, this was a very workmanlike win for Clemson, um, against what I consider a, a, a above average offense in, in Virginia and Bryce Perkins is a kind of, is, is a baller. He, he's, he's one of those kind of school ground, like pick, pick up type of game players where, you know, when things break down, he tends to succeed even more. He tends to elevate his game and that's. That's always tough um, with an athlete like him, and Clemson just brushed it off and kept on plugging. To your point, Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys who uh, he he plays on such a good team. His stats are so great, but he's not having a quote unquote Heisman moment ever. You know, he's not having to put the team on his back like 
a Jalen Hurts might have to, or like a Justin Fields might have to, or Joe Burrow, who ended up winning the dang thing. Trevor Lawrence plays on such a good team, even though his stats are unreal. It's like, well, of course he is. He plays on Clemson. It'll be interesting to see him go up against a uh, defense that has straight out men on that front line. Um, Because that's the only question mark I have. Just... I don't know if you see it week in and week out. You see it with certain teams, but you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm doing a disservice to the ACC. But some of the level of competition isn't re- really as good or at the level that they're about to face. So, offense and defensive line—they had a great defensive line last year, missing obviously a few guys that went to the NFL. We'll see how that pans out in the in the playoffs. I'm excited to see how they how they fare in that matchup. Pierce, the SEC championship was just downright ugly. I don't know whether that's more of an indictment of the fact that Georgia was quote-unquote overrated this season. And I say quote-unquote because that's my own quote. I think they were a little bit overrated this season. Or the fact that LSU is just that good. Ultimately, that final score was 37-10 to with the LSU Tigers coming out on top and solidifying themselves Uh, as the number one seed in the college football playoff. Uh, Pierce, Joe Burrow is next level, and Jake Fromm continued his skid. So you give the nod to uh, LSU there. Uh, On the ground, with Swift not healthy, he only touched the field, I believe, or uh, touched the ball at least, one time in the first half, I believe, and then all their the fact that they were Georgia was so beaten up at wide receiver offensively, it was just really, really rough to watch. And defensively, it's hard to stop Joe Burrow and company. So it was just not a great day for the dogs. I know you've probably got a lot to say about this one, so I'm going to wind you up and let you go. Yeah, this was. Uh, I I don't know what it was. It was one of the few SEC championships that Georgia's been in where I haven't been confident, um, and I don't think that's ever happened when Georgia's in the SEC championship. Um, maybe I was too young to remember, but, uh, it it was one of those things where when Joe Burrow caught that pass on the third and long in the first possession, I just went when he threw it and it was batted down by a defensive lineman and he caught it and ran for a first down on third. And I don't know if it was eight or 12. Um, (laughs) that was just like, okay, things aren't working out. Albeit, you know, the receivers from Georgia, like you, like you hit on, Dropped a couple pretty wide open, easy passes. I would say, um, all things considered, I thought Jake Fromm had a had a a good day. I mean, if if there were if let's just say if one of those catches was made on that first possession that were deep throws down the field, you know, you're looking at potentially close to 300 yards for Jake Fromm. I think that's uh, all you can ask for. But yeah, Joe Burrow just capped off his Heisman run. Um, it was the Joe Burrow show. I thought. Georgia really shut down their running game and kind of overwhelmed them uh, when they when it came to rushing the ball. It was just when you're starting to hit downfield throws and you're getting five to seven seconds to throw the ball, what do you expect? So um, I think it was just a matter of time before it kind of – the eddy broke and the water came through and, and that was this game, unfortunately. But, you know, tip your cap to LSU. They are definitely the uh, – Definitely worthy of that top spot, and I'll be excited to see how Joe Burrow tops off his Heisman run. Absolutely. Uh, the final championship game, Pierce, was the Big 12 championship. Another rematch, this time uh, Baylor hoping to come out on top. They take it all the way to overtime, but ultimately Oklahoma holds on and takes home that title. Uh, that final score was 30-23. to 
Uh, Baylor got a little bit banged up mid-game. Their quarterback had to leave the game, so that surely, surely didn't help. Uh, what were your thoughts here? I know you're the resident Big 12 guy, so give me your thoughts here on this game. Yeah, Oklahoma. Um, I was surprised that Oklahoma didn't come out and just boat race Baylor, especially given the fact that their third-string quarterback was in the game. Zeno did have a couple long throws there in the second half and late in the first qu- or first half that really kept Baylor in the game. I thought Baylor played a very inspiring game. They they did not come in like a team that had been upset at home, major environment when they thought the game was over after the third quarter. Um, so tip your cap to Baylor. They're gonna they they seem to be making a, a serious turn. I was hesitant about them, but this game really solidified what Matt Rule is doing there. And Oklahoma's a team that I don't think they played their best game. I think whatever Baylor's doing is uh, is frustrating Jalen Hurts and kind of has them scratching their heads like what can, what's going on here. But um, OU just continues to plug along and and if they can figure out really, I'm not even gonna say they're a defensive side of the ball. I think they kind of struggle with Jalen Hurts running, you know, running and throwing down the field and scoring quickly and CD lamb on the outside. And, you know, they've got athletes uh, at multiple positions and that, that really puts pressure on the defense, but we'll see how they fare. I think they're a dangerous team and, um, you know, tip their cap to them and Baylor. It was a good hard fought game and probably one of the more exciting games of the day. Considering oh yeah, a couple absolutely. Blowouts. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think if you were not tuned into this one, you missed the most exciting game uh, of the championship weekend. Couple of blowouts, couple of uh, nasty wins, but uh, all in all, I think we uh, had a pretty good capper to the season. And I'm looking forward to watching the bowl, the little candy at the end. It's like a little whipped cream followed by the cherry on top with the playoffs. Good little dessert. Good little dessert, absolutely. All right, well, really quickly, Pierce, one last thing before we let the people go from this short one. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Heisman. We've already said it a couple times, but ultimately Joe Burrow, in a landslide vote, takes home the first prize and uh, wins that Heisman. The other finalists were Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Chase Young. Uh, For me, it was kind of interesting that Jonathan Taylor didn't make the field, but it was kind of fun to have someone defensively uh, there as a finalist in New York. But I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, It's just a really cool thing to see Joe Burrow. We called this, I think, not not the beginning of the season. I think that we probably said it was Jalen Hurts because of the way everything was shaking out. But Joe Burrow definitely came from uh, nowhere and was able to get it done. I don't think many people had had him as winning. I think it was Jalen or Tua were the two that everybody thought was going to win. Uh, going to be really sad to see him leave because of the way that uh, he played this past season. But, uh, yeah, I, I, all in all, I thought it was a really good ending to the, uh, uh, or uh, rather, uh, results for the Heisman. Yeah, I Burrow uh, was very deserving of this award. It's interesting. I don't know uh, if, if I, I can't recall exactly. I think Chase Smith, didn't he finish second? Or Chase Young? Jalen was second. Justin was third. Chase Young was fourth. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think uh, Fields. It's it's funny having watched the fir- you know the earlier game in in Jalen Hurts to the SEC championship game to the uh, Big Ten. You almost felt like at the end of the day, Fields was right up there. And and obviously the voting speaks that he was second, right? Who Fields? Fields was third. It's funny if if I think if Fields had had some help from his old school, 
um, to shut down Burrow, there would have been a little bit more of an argument there. But Burrow just, it was unbelievable watching him him play and just the way things were. It was a runaway a runaway freight train. Um, Did you see the Photoshop? I'm pretty sure it was Photoshop. I never saw it confirmed, but I mean, come on now. Surely they didn't mess up this bad. Uh, it was a picture of fields and on his lower third on the bottom it said justin fields georgia quarterback i did read that i'm pretty sure that was fake news yeah fake news they they got that wrong they they i assume somewhere they meant to say he's from the state of georgia maybe well i don't think they they actually put i think that i saw that with that was fake like someone photoshopped it after the fact oh maybe they did i saw it on social media um i didn't i was dying when i saw i didn't watch the coverage because i i just this was one of the a few years where I was just like, oh, well, this is all wrapped up. Um, you know, between Burrow having many moments his, his last year in Baton Rouge uh, in Death Valley to, you know, the big games he won and then to the Heisman moments he had in that SEC championship game. It was just, it was a runaway. But it, it, I think this was probably one of the deeper Heisman fields oh, that, yeah. in a long time. Yeah, it could have um, gone to any of the top five i would say exactly and, and you would have been happy with the results. I, I read where um chase young was was essentially voters said if he was in any other year he probably would have been first or second um that's how that's how deep this heisman class was you just gotta gotta hand it to joe burrow the the guy's just running with the uh running with the momentum that he has and and i would be shocked if they don't make a serious uh Serious contention at the title. I just I don't see them going down in that semifinal game. I see them uh, at least advancing and pushing whoever they face into the uh, final quarter, and and they ought to win. Yeah, we'll get into that as we preview the bowl matchups. But you're absolutely right. I think that's a little good little tease for where our thoughts are with this playoff season. Um, yeah, all in all, a really good capper. Like I said, really fun to wind down. Uh, and get going with the postseason with this championship weekend. We will have another podcast for you tomorrow. That is going to take you through all of the quote-unquote minor bowls. Uh, Anything that excludes the the top six, the major six, uh, we'll be taking you through kind of rapid-fire style our thoughts on that. Obviously, we're not super big experts on a lot of those teams, but we wanted to give you some kind of content and our thoughts on all of those, and that will get added. We've got to figure out, what do you think? A point for each of the minor bowls, five for the top, for the for the major six? I say we uh, we look at it a little bit closer and maybe do like a tiered system where Ooh, what about early confidence? Bowls, ooh, that could be good, Listen too. I like confidence. that. Ooh. You better watch out. I'm pretty good at those. I'm really bad at those. I'm pretty good at those. That's, I don't... Every year that I'm in these fantasy pickums, I that if you're just picking straight up, I'm you know usually middle of the pack to you know maybe winning sixty sixty percent. When I have the confidence pool, being able to judge which games are your favorite are very big, especially when you just need the, those top four or five to hit to really be in the running. Um, that's my forte. Ooh, I'm not good at that. Well, we'll figure it out offline and let you people know. But you will ha- you'll have a podcast tomorrow talking about all the minor bowls. Uh, like I said, stay subscribed so you don't miss any of those goodies. We'll be out, actually, uh, in New York for Christmas, but we're going to pre-record some of those episodes so that you do not have to go a single week without some sibling rivalry goodies. And uh, you'll have to stay tuned to social media. Maybe we'll drop some good stuff there. You can hit the links in the show notes if you're not already following us there. Uh, but it's a short one, Pierce, but I think we did what we had to, came out and uh, 
I think we did what we had to do. We updated everybody on where we are with the championship weekend, talked about the Heisman. Not much else to talk about until tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up unless you have anything else to add. No, I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, there, you know, just having five or six games to talk about this past two weeks ago, and then into this week with the Navy Army game. Um, I think we covered it great, and look forward to uh, giving y'all some good content for the bowl season. It's an exciting time of year. All right. Well, for the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, I'm Madison, and I'm Pierce. Stay blessed, y'all.